Hi, everybody. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, uh, Texas, on Sunday, February the 18th. And welcome to our commentary. If you've been opening your your insurance rate uh, renewal letters here lately, you've noticed that uh, you're getting an increase, whether it's automobile insurance, whether it's home insurance, other kinds of insurance, I assume health insurance as well. And, uh, you know, this is, of course, creating some questions and some concerns. So today I thought I, I would uh, invite uh, to the program a very good friend, uh, Enrique Garcia, who's an independent insurance agent here in the North Texas area. And we can hear from the insurance industry, or at least uh, uh, from an independent insurance agent, as to what he thinks is, is, is going on and why these rates are happening and so on. So let me say hello to our friend, uh, Enrique Garcia. How are you, Enrique? Hey, doing good. Hi, Silvio. How are you? Thank you. Doing great. Always, uh, always great to see you. Uh, Enrique, I mentioned in the introduction that you're an independent in- insurance agent. So uh, first of all, tell me a little bit about yourself and your your history uh, as an insurance agent. And then also what what is the difference between an independent insurance agent, let's just say, uh, another type of insurance agent? So, tell me about that. Okay. Yeah, absolutely. In the, in the insurance industry, there's uh, to be an independent agent, uh, you really start to channel through a captive agency. A captive agency is uh, is an agent that you're only a- able to uh, sell insurance through that specific carrier. As an independent, then you have more flexibility and it gives you the opportunity to be able to uh, have contracts with other companies, other carriers, and you can check the rates to find out which which is yeah. right for your for your customer. Right. So as an independent, you you, as they say, represent different carriers, right? Correct. Yes. Sir. And, and you have a book of carriers. So if a customer comes to you and says, you know, I want to buy this or I want to buy that. You can kind of like shop around and 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 look for a carrier maybe that 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 let's say is more favorable to that customer. I, I assume that's what you mean. Correct. Uh, it gives me the uh, the ability to check with different companies that um, that are within my portfolio and try to determine which is the best uh, best way for the consumer to go. Just out of curiosity, Enrique, I just thought of this question. How many insurance carriers are there in the United States? I mean, there must be hundreds, or am I? Am I? Is that too many? No, I'm sure there. There's yeah. There's there's a lot. I don't know. You know, not all carriers are. You know, sometimes you run into people that come in from out of state, and they say, "Well, I have X Y Z company back in the state I came from," and they may not be that they may not be in. You know, so it just depends on the uh, on the carrier. Of course, you have. Some- bigger companies that all over the United States, you know, and those are usually um, like admitted carriers and admitted means that they're allowed to do business in, in that specific state. Because in order to do business in a state, you have to be accepted in that state, right? Yes. You Uh, have filings through the Texas department of insurance. And I guess it, I don't know how it works in other states I've never had to go outside, outside of the state. Yeah. So Texas being as big as it is and as, as large a state uh, with almost, what, 30 million people, I would think that we have a, a, you know, a bunch of companies that want to do business here, I would think. Yeah, sometimes you do get a lot of companies, a lot of monoline companies, monoline meaning that 
for instance, on occasion, you'll have a company that'll come in and, and all they do is write auto or write home, one or the other, not both. And uh, there's been a lot of monoline homeowners in the past several years, but unfortunately, because of the uh, the weather and claims that we have here in Texas, a lot of those companies don't uh, don't make it. They they yeah. bought out or merged with a different company or leave the state entirely. You know. Yeah, and the, you mentioned an interesting point. Uh, Texas with uh, are there some unique characteristics to Texas? Uh, uh, I mean, do we have problems, let's say, that other states don't have? I mean, we don't have the snowstorms, I suppose, that they have up in Minnesota and Wisconsin, but we do have some pretty bad summers. So does any of that impact uh, carriers and the type of coverage they offer? Well, the the coverage in Texas is really just going to be um, pretty much across the board for Texas. Uh, we don't uh, the area that we're in, the Dallas-Fort Worth Metroplex area, we get hit a lot by tornadoes, hailstorms, windstorms, and things like that that do have an effect on uh, on, the, on the homes. And what we've run into or what, you know, you mentioned the price increases of, of homeowners. A lot of that is, you know, the, the last two or three years, prices have just gone up for uh, building materials. And mm-hmm. that's what's driven the price up because... Prior to all of this, you had all of these homes that that were insured at 100% replacement costs based on previous um, actuarial data. Data, and now with all these sudden price increases that we've had over the last two or three years, these insurance companies are having to catch up, right? Because of the okay. they've had, um, you know, building materials. <clears throat> I have a a roofer that was telling me that he used to buy panels for $33 a panel. And now he's paying like a hundred dollars. Right. Yeah. I, that I'm sure inflation has caught up with him too, but let me ask you just uh, before we get into more details, how long have you been in the industry? I'm, I'm 25 years, 26 wow. May. So it's, it's been a, a good haul. Yeah. All of it is an independent or did you? No, I, I was a captive agent for the first yeah. 10 years with uh, one of the larger companies. And then I decided to, uh, to, to become an independent agent because I wanted to have the flexibility of offering a little mm-hmm. bit more to my customers. Yeah. Okay. No, that's, uh, that's fascinating. Uh, there are many, many independent agents uh, in the country. In fact, uh, I've seen some advertising. There must be an organization that represents you that represents the independent agents uh, and promotes the idea of buying from an independent agent, because I've seen these ads on TV or certainly in magazines over the years, uh, Enrique. Right. That's true. There are uh, different types of organizations for independent agents. Uh, Keep in mind also, a lot of these carriers that independent agents have, the only way that the public will have access through them is through an independent agency channel. Yeah, because they, they don't necessarily advertise like some of the others do. Uh, you know, so the only way to learn about them is when your independent agent presents that policy to you, I guess. Uh, exactly. What you mean. Yes, now, sir. you you and, and I'm sure lots of other uh, agents uh, are dealing with these increases that your clients are getting. And, you know, you mentioned inflation being a driving factor. Let's talk about automobile insurance first. What are some of the some of the driving factors in the rise in 
in in in uh, in car insurance rates? I mean, what are some of the things that your carriers are telling you that is uh, forcing them to increase and uh, in, increase their rates? Enrique? Well, you got to keep in mind that with auto rates, there's two factors that they're covering bodily injury and property damage. So property damage is the damage to your vehicle or to damage to another vehicle. The, if you go to the body shop and they have to do some work to your car, the hourly rates have changed. The price of uh, materials has gone up. So they have to compensate for that. And bodily injury. We all know if you, uh, if you have to ever go to the hospital due to an auto injury accident, it, it costs a lot of money. Uh, you, know, you know, you can be in the ER for a couple of hours and that's, it's going to rack up, a, you know, several thousand dollars. So all of those uh, criteria have uh, caused the, uh, the increase in the auto rates. Now, one thing that I, from my understanding, and I'm sure a lot of people are confused on this as, as I am, uh, when you have an, uh, an accident and there's bodily injury and they take you to the hospital, let's say emergency, uh, what, what insurance company steps in the, the health insurance company or let's say your your health insurance re, uh, policy well, or the the automobile insurance policy or do, do they both work together I, I this has always been very curious to me so let's say somebody is in an accident they rush you to the emergency room with bad injuries what insurance company pays the health care or the automobile well, the automobile, it depends on who accepts liability. Uh, if, uh, if, you're, if you're at fault and uh, the company accepts liability, then they'll pay for the, uh, for the bodily injury. But a lot of times, you know, you have to, they have to get the, uh, the information to the adjusters for the claims to determine who's at fault. That way they can, they can determine who, uh, who's going to uh, claim responsibility. So whoever whoever is responsible, I guess, their carrier or their health insurance carrier will will pick up the cost. Uh, it's fascinating. I, I was not aware of that. Yes. Yes, sir. Yeah. Okay. And keep in mind, sometimes when you go in through a claim process, some of these insurance companies, you know, they have to go through the channels. They have to dot their I's and cross their T's. So it may take a little bit of a while, you know, so. Because when there's only damage to the car, let's say uh, a car crash or whatever, with no no personal injuries, usually the two insurance companies will work it out. That's been my my experience. But uh, when there are, when someone is hurt, uh, there's physical uh, damage or you know, physical injury or whatever, then that's I suppose a different question. But specifically about car insurance. Uh, we we read a lot, uh, Enrique, about uh, uh, stolen cars in in some places like Washington D.C. or other major areas. You know, car carjacking is is almost like a like a game. You know, uh, I mean, in Washington D.C., it's ridiculous. You probably remember uh, that Representative Henry Cuellar of South Texas was recently uh, you know uh, attacked in Washington D.C. and they stole his car. So how much of an impact does that have? And is that market by market or is that nationwide, Enrique? Well, I, I think it's, uh, I mean, anytime you have a, a total loss of a vehicle, it's going to impact that, obviously, that carrier. They're going to have to pay for the, uh, for the stolen vehicle. And anytime you have claims 
anytime these companies have claims, it's going to hurt, hurt their loss ratio. So if their loss ratios start to increase, then those, you can expect rates to go up because these companies have to have a, a certain amount of money in reserve just for claims. So and if there's not enough money there, then the TDI will step right. up. Yeah, the TDI meaning the insurance. The yeah, the, the the company that supervises them, I guess, right? So that they have no, because I you know, you you hear about Washington DC specifically, or even Philadelphia, the number of cars being stolen and hijacked in Chicago, if you remember recently, they had a situation where every I mean the the model, the Kia model was being stolen. I mean, if you had a Kia, you were almost like guaranteeing yourself that somebody would steal it. And I, I would think that, you know, I I would think that these kinds of things drive up the cost too. Absolutely. And and they drive it up for any policyholder that that company has because at the end of the day, it's it's all one big pool, right? Exactly. I mean, there's there's been carriers or, you know, I've had situations where I've had customers that go and purchase a new car and depending on that car, uh, they'll come back and we'll, we'll, we'll put the information into the system and it may come back at a, at a higher rate than what they had previously. And they're like, why did that happen? And there can be several factors that can lead to that. One, if you, you know, you have a vehicle that has a high uh, car symbol on it, uh, the symbol, the higher the symbol, the, the more it takes to uh, repair that car. Another thing, these companies are very... Um, tech savvy and now they have a list of uh cars that are uh that are rapidly stolen that um so if they if you get one of those cars and the rate goes up that it could be because of that factor yeah now a lot of people in texas as you know being a an insurance agent here in texas a lot of people here like they have trucks and and are trucks more expensive to insure are they more prone to to uh Car theft, uh, or are there any difference? Well, trucks are a little bit different. There, it depends on the uh, on the value or the the vehicle. I mean, there's basic truck types, and then you have different levels of, like you can have a a Ram fifteen hundred, then you can have a Ram twenty five hundred, then you have a Ram thirty five hundred. So the higher up they go, the the, the heavier the vehicle. A lot of the twenty five hundreds are used a lot by farmers and ranchers and people or people that are in construction that maybe pull a trailer. So they have a little bit more horsepower. So those trucks are going to be a lot more expensive. You know, they're probably going to be, you know, it's it's hard for me to give you a price, but yeah, they're typically uh, a little bit more in, in construction or whatever. They need to have a commercial policy. So, well, I was thinking more of the risk, not so much the price, but if you drive, I mean, just to name an example, uh, here in Texas, the F one fifty is extremely popular. Uh, is is one of those cars going to be more expensive to insure? Let's say a regular automobile, uh, or does it does it make any difference? Not really. I mean, I've I've seen some F one fifty, some just regular standard pickups. They're just as yeah, okay. Auto policy, you know, or auto car or a car policy. Yeah. Now, one one quick question. As long as we're talking about trucks, I it's something I was reminded of of something. Uh, I've heard from people, and you know, obviously, being in Texas, we have a lot of people who drive to Mexico. Uh, I've heard from from some people that it's pretty risky to drive a truck to Mexico. Uh, do you, do policies generally cover 
let's say, driving into Mexico? Or is that something you have to get a, a different kind of policy? Yeah, typically, if you go into Mexico, I, most policies have um, that you can go in there for the first, I believe, 20 or 26 kilometers. And now there are some that if um, if if you still owe, a, you have a lien on that vehicle, you may have to get permission from your uh, from your finance company. And if you do, uh, you, they typically want you to get Mexican insurance. Okay. All right. And, and I guess you, you, from what I understand, you get that when you cross the border right before. Before you cross. Yeah, before you cross. Yeah. Well, let's look at home insurance or homeowner's insurance as they, as they call it. Uh, now we're talking about homes, not, not cars. There has also been an increase in these rates. I assume inflation is a factor as well, but are there other factors that, that play into home insurance rates? Well, a lot of the factors are, you know, the, the, the area that we live in where we have a lot of claims due to uh, hailstorms, windstorm, rain, um, things of that nature. Um, those drive up the, the rate. And then also, obviously, with the, uh, the dramatic increase in prices, not only for uh, materials, but also in labor, uh, it's, it costs more money to uh, reconstruct a home today than it did say four years ago. So the, all that has really creeped up and now insurance companies are having to uh, increase their rates in order to keep up with, uh, with those costs. Yeah. And how do the carriers communicate that to the agents? Because obviously the agent is between the, the customer and the carrier, obviously. But like, do, do the carriers send you information uh, about, you know, what is happening in the market and why rates are going up? Do, you, do, you, do they give you that kind of information regularly? Oh, yes. We do get emails. They'll send them out to us. They'll say, hey, uh, you know, we're, we're wanting to let you all know that we're having price increases due to losses or due to uh, cost uh, of inflation. Um, you know, there's different data that they provide. I mean, they don't come out and say, hey, we're losing money or anything like that. Right. But uh, a lot of it is claims and also because of the uh, in increase in prices. And yeah, I mean, I think people forget about that. I mean, this last point you made about, you know, people think that inflation only applies to food and gasoline. But right. in fact, inflation applies to to just about everything in our in, in the country. And I've, I've heard, for example, statistics that will say that uh, the cost of your basic things has gone up, let's say, 15 percent over the last three years, well, that's going to impact inflation. I mean, insurance at some point as well, I would think. Yes, absolutely. I mean, if you start thinking about, you know, you used to could pay um, a labor guy $10 an hour and now they're at 15 or 20, you know, so everything has gone up and yeah. uh, it's, uh, it's really tough because I know there's a lot of homeowners right now that are suffering, especially, you know, sure. a lot have the, have their homes, the homeowners insurance escrowed. And when they have to pay more money, then that means that their uh, monthly payment is going to go up because they they have to adjust to that escrow account. Right, and, and that's that's the other part that a lot of people don't think about right. uh, uh, how that goes up uh, as well. What do you what are you telling clients? I mean, you know, without getting too specific, but like when a client calls you and says, "Hey, Enrique, what happened?" Well, what uh, I'm sure you've had a lot of these explanations, but what do you generally tell them? 
Well, I mean, I, I just tell them the truth. I tell them exactly what the carriers have uh, reported to us. And uh, we just have to relay that information to them and hope that a lot of them, the majority of them understand because they, they've seen the price increases at the gas pump. They've seen price increases at the grocery store and they're cognizant of those increases and they, they understand, but they don't like to see it. We don't like to see it, but it's a, it's, it's just a, something that hopefully will, I'm hoping and praying that, you know, within the next year or so that things kind of settle down a little bit. They need to. Yeah. And I, I, another thing too, I, I think that with the price of homes maybe coming down a little bit because of the higher interest rates, hopefully that will also uh, bring down the cost because if, if your home is now worth, let's say 300,000, just to think of an example, right. and it was worth 200 before, that additional increase has an impact on your insurance, doesn't it? It definitely does. Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. What are, what are, you know, you've been through these cycles before, I would think uh, with your in, experience in the industry, you've been through these cycles before it, does it kind of settle down eventually? Is, is that usually what happens? Yeah, it, it will. It may, it may, it may be 12 months, 18 months. Um, this is in, in the 25 years that I've been an agent. This is probably one of the hardest markets that I have ever seen. Mm -hmm. uh, also, there's carriers that, uh, because of the price, the pricing models and everything that's going on, some carriers have pretty much said, hey, we don't want any more business for right now. We're going right. to come tight and we're going to ride this out. And uh, so market availability is very, um, it's, it's touch and go. There's companies that are, you know, telling us, hey, if things don't get better, we may wind up leaving Texas. And right, I right. hope that doesn't happen because these are good companies, you know. Sure. So, but I mean, other states are having similar problems, right? I mean, for different reasons, maybe Texas, I know we have crazy climates sometimes and maybe unique reasons, but I would think that if you go to, you know, maybe some of the other areas that they have their own, like, for example, in California, I, I read something that one of the big carriers was basically not going to do any more, uh, any more business because of all the problems they were having. Right. Uh, there, I have heard of uh, some carriers that have left California, some that have left Florida. And you got to remember, these are, these are by the coast where they're probably more prevalent for right. hurricanes and hurricanes are devastating. Texas, we got the coastline, you know, we have all those counties up and down tier one and tier two that are greatly affected, especially, you know, we may not get as many hurricanes, but the tropical depressions and storms that come through definitely can cause a lot of damage. Yeah. Well, is there anything else that uh, you wanted to add that uh, we didn't cover about this uh, situation with insurance rates? Any Anything that we didn't cover? Well, I just, uh, I, I can't think of anything off the top of my head. I think we uh, covered quite a bit. I think, uh, I just uh, hope and pray that things settle down and that uh, we're able to get back to uh, some form of normally. Yeah, no, I, I agree with you because I'm on. I mean, I'm on the, <laughs> I'm on the customer side, and and uh, we all want uh, that kind of stability as well. But uh, we put a link to your agency in in the show information. So if anybody has a a question, click on that uh, on that link, and and that'll take them to your website. So. Um, I, I think that having uh, someone like you, at least uh, as a source of information, would be good for 
for people. Uh, so I, we, we definitely would recommend people contacting you if they have any, any question, but I, I do want to thank you very much, Enrique, for taking the time and sure. for, for giving us some very good information about a topic that I think a lot of people don't know much about Enrique. I mean, I know that, uh, you want to be careful with what you say, but I think a lot of customers probably don't know a lot about this, uh, the inner workings of, of the, of the industry and how, things affect uh, the price you pay. Right. No. Yeah. Yep. Well, Enrique, thank you so much. I appreciate your time and uh, have a, have a good day and a busy day tomorrow. Thank you so much. And thank you for having me. I appreciate you. My pleasure. Our, our good friend, uh, Enrique Garcia, uh, insurance agent. I have a link to his website on the show information. If you click on that, it'll take you to, to his, uh, to his website, but it's really, uh, it's, it's a fascinating market because, like any other customer, we get these increases. And, uh, you know, I've always been, uh, you know, I, I have a pretty feeling, a pretty good feeling for what's happening in the American economy. But we have seen some things here in the last couple of years with inflation and a lot of other things that, yeah, drive up prices. And when you drive up prices, uh, you know, if it's more expensive to repair a home or repair a car, well, that's obviously going to have an impact on on your insurance uh, rates. Thank you for listening. This is uh, Silvio Canto in Dallas, and we'll talk to you later. Bye-bye, everybody.